0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Normal Guy Lazy Eye Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Jared Magazine, just your neighborly normal guy with the lazy eye here chatting with much cooler individuals who have such incredible stories to tell. And today we have an incredible guest. Ellie Bisco joins today's podcast and I found Ellie um, here as a fellow Boston content creator But she is one of the most unique content creators out there. She is an antiquer. She goes out antiquing here in the greater Boston area in New England and finds some gems at these antique markets and really gets, I think, a lot more of our generation, the 20s, the 30-year-olds of our generation, interested in such a newer type of industry, type of niche market in antiquing. So... I wanted to bring her on to share a little bit about some of the tips and tricks when it comes to antiquing, but also I am a sucker for authentic and uh, very creative types of content creators. So very excited to share Ellie's story. We had a great conversation, had some great talks about Boston in general, as well as here in Boston. It's It's our number one city of this podcast. So big shout out to Ellie for coming on the show, and I hope you enjoy. So here she is, Ellie Bisco. This is the Normal Guy Lazy Eye podcast, a true eye-opening experience. All right, everybody, we have an incredible guest on today's show. Ellie Bisco joins the podcast. Uh, Known as uh, Boston's Best Antiquer, in just one month, she grew over 12,000 followers on TikTok and continues to show the hidden gems here uh, within Antiquing. She's been featured in the Boston Globe, and she's nice enough to join the show today. Ellie, thank you so much for coming on. How are you?
1: Thank you for having me. I am doing well. No complaints here.
0: I I, Well, hold on. I can complain. The weather here in Boston, I mean, we've had, okay, so... You're the second straight Boston content creator we've had on the show in the past two weeks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like, I sound like a broken record. The weather here has been absolute crap.
1: It's been brutal. I, uh, I'm a very, like, I need the sun. Like, I need my vitamin D. And, and I, honest to God, was like texting my girlfriends and I was like, can we like book a trip somewhere? Because I just, I need to get out of here. This rain is depressing.
0: Yeah. Not only that, it's not like we can go to the Cape and enjoy that. Cause the weather there is just, no, it's, <laughs> it's like,
1: crappy down there too. My parents live down the Cape. I'm like, I don't even want to come down there because it's the same exact weather.
0: No, if not worse, like it, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like we've, we've said this on pretty much every Boston TikToker content creators uh, episode. We asked for two nice weekends a year here in
1: Boston. Oh my God. I like agree.
0: <laughs> what? Fourth of July Memorial day. And like, maybe, maybe labor day. And at this point, labor day is our final hope. Like, I mean,
1: uh, I have zero, I have zero hope for
0: Labor Day. <laughs> It'll probably thunderstorm. We'll probably get another hurricane. Probably uh, some, the next frozen character that they're going to name a, t- a storm after. <laughs> something like that. <laughs>
1: I just feel bad for all the weddings, all those people. But... I know,
0: think like, think about that, right? Like you've waited, you had to postpone for a year Yeah. and now you're like finally free and boom, here's rain on your wedding. I hear it's good luck though. Isn't it supposed to be like good luck if you I have- I think so,
1: yeah. I mean, you you can tell me that, but watched... I'll be
0: pissed if it rains on my wedding day. <laughs>
1: same same that's why i'm like i want to get married in the winter like i've been dead set since i was little ask my family like i want a winter wedding because what goes on like february nothing so okay. i'm gonna have a Super february mold, but, okay fair post post like like february like 20th time frame okay,
0: okay. but okay. my mom's
1: like there's gonna be a blizzard that will hit on your wedding day just so you know and i'm like, well. And we're gonna have a blizzard wedding.
0: There you go. There you go. Yeah. I, I am not that. I am not a I am not a winter wedding, but maybe maybe I'll get invited to this one and then you'll change my mind or something. Exactly. I don't know. We'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> It'll be a blast. Don't worry. I just need to find a boyfriend first. We'll be good.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So wait, um, are we ripping off the podcasting band-aid? Is this your first podcast?
1: It is, yeah. So I've done um uh, that's probably why if this goes on videos or you do video snippets, I'll be like in hives basically, because. <laughs> i i've done like articles like right. journalists that kind of stuff but live kind of live podcasts are new to me so i don't know what's going to come out of my mouth in the next few uh few minutes but we'll see. And,
0: and you don't know what's coming out of mine which is exactly
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my uh, my sales side is coming out big time today big
0: time big time big time so all right so i want to start at the beginning let's let's just kind of take a step back then right uh, mm-hmm. before we hit record, you had mentioned that your mom was really the one who got you into antiquing. So, what was life like growing up in Rentham and in the Bisco household? And like where did you really start to find your love for antiquing?
1: Yeah. So um, so I'm the youngest of three. I have two older brothers, um, very, very close with my brothers, but being the only girl in the family, super close with my mom. Like she's mm-hmm. practically my sister. Um, so I would always tag along with my mom, whether it was like grocery shopping or just doing errands and whatever it was, we somehow always ended up at an antique store. Um, and my mom learned or kind of learned the ways of antiquing from her mom. So my grandmother, so it's kind of like been passed down, um, from generation to generation. And basically like my, what my Sundays looked like as a kid was like, we'd go to like 12 o'clock mass, little like Massachusetts Catholic. Yeah. Um. And then afterwards, me and my mom would go to, like, all the local antique stores and rent them and just kind of, like, bop around. And whether I wanted to go or not, I always was just brought along. Right. And I kind of just learned from her just by watching her kind of barter with people and knowing what's good, what's bad. And, I mean, helping her decorate around the house, around Christmas time, all of that. It was just kind of – that's how I, I grew up.
0: hmm Like, I just <laughs> – so rather than the Rent Them Outlets, you guys went more antique. Yeah, instead, that's the
1: thing. It's like I never went to the Rent Them Outlets. People, I <laughs> hate people are like, "Oh, you're from Rent Them Rent Them Outlets," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, kind of," but like I'm actually closer to Gillette Stadium, which is way cooler than the Rent Them Outlets. So I usually yeah. throw out Gillette.
0: Yeah, I'm closer to the Bass Pro Shop. by Yeah, by
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly.
0: That's so. It's like. That's so true about like Rentham. Like I'm not from Massachusetts, but I just, yeah. I went to Providence. So I know that like, that's closer to Providence than even Boston, I guess. Like, or maybe, yep. whatever, you know, like, it, like if you're like, oh, you from Rentham? Oh, so the Rentham outlets. It's like every town has like the one thing. And unfortunately yeah. yours is a strip mall.
1: It, it is, but I do get some great deals from J. Crew. A lot of business casual clothes <laughs> I have gotten from J. Crew outlets. So I am thankful for that.
0: Okay, there you go. There you go. So one good thing. (laughs) There you go. So you went to school uh, after graduating high school. You went to school out at St. Joseph's in Philly. Uh, You studied marketing and leadership. Then you came back home and moved to Southie uh, here in Boston. uh, You've been working. I'm telling you. I'm kind of doing like the abridged version for you. So stop me if you want to add color. But but I just wanted to paint this picture here. So you also been working at Dell Technologies since then after graduating college. On top of all of that, you have a part time job that we will get to um, later on in the podcast. I, I, like on top of that, you decided like, hey, it's 2021, I wanna get uh, on TikTok. Like what Like, where? <laughs> what made you think that that was the best idea?
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, it's kind of a funny story. So I've always been, I was a marketing major um, in college, always kind of had an artistic side though. Like I was really, and I still am, like very into photography, I loved, like, remember when you're we in like middle school? I mean, we're the same age. So, like, middle right. school, elementary school, like, we all make like videos with our friends and like mash them up and like, you like, we do like oh dances. Like, God. you know what you're I'm like, talking you're about. You're like right? preaching
0: to the choir. I, yeah, we've said this on like a couple episodes. Like, I was always the kid. It, like, you just knock on your neighbor's door, you're like, dude, you wanna go do, uh, yeah. and this is the show, the, the, you wanna go do stuff from Jackass?
1: you know like yeah and
0: like oh you want to do dumb stuff and like we'll film it and put it on youtube it'll get a million hits tomorrow like that was my artistic condition. i'm <laughs> yeah. sure way different than yours and i never got the million views don't worry I mean, um yes like-, I, like we grew up in that age of like youtube blowing up yes. and every one of our like counterparts that blew up on 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 youtube now we're seeing them make millions upon millions of dollars doing it <laughs>
1: Exactly. Yeah. No. I mean, like when I was in middle school, it was us doing like dances to like three o three, like don't trust me, like that's like what it was. But I was best the one that would always like, <laughs> yeah, best song. But I was the one that always like put together the clips and like do like it all on iMovie or whatever. Right. So I always like had that side to me. But um, but I got into sales after graduation because I really just wanted to make money, yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to live in Southie, and I was like very. I, I always kind of had that sales side. Um, and loved my time or still love my time at, at Dell technologies. Um, but I was, so it was January, 2021. Yeah. Um, I still don't know what year we're in. Still think it's like 2019. Just post
0: um, It's all going to be one year <laughs> after this anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was actually moving apartments. So mm. wanted to really take my followers along the journey of like how I was going to decorate this place and what I was going to buy. Like I'm an HGTV junkie. I've been watching it. Like that is on my TV at all times. You walk into my house, like I have like fixer upper going, I have hometown going like oh, every, like that's my hometown. favorite
0: hometown. Yeah. Hometown's that's the like best one. <laughs> one of the best. I like want to go to Laurel, Mississippi strictly <laughs> for that. Like there's, yeah. like there's no other pull to Laurel than that yeah. show right
1: now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I've always loved those shows. And so my whole like joke was like, oh, like I'll get my HGTV contract from doing this, like one TikTok as a yes. joke. Yes. And then it blew up. And mm-hmm. so I was like talking to my girlfriends. I'm like, guys, I have like, like a couple hundred likes on this video. Like, how did I get that? Like, mm-hmm. didn't have any clue how it blew up. Cause I still like, wasn't really understanding TikTok and how the algorithm worked. And then, um, it,
0: but yeah, go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still don't understand it. <laughs> Um, but then people were commenting on my videos and they were like, oh, go here, go there, like giving me all these suggestions. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, that's great. Like, and I made a little list in my notes of all these places that people were suggesting, suggesting, excuse me. (laughs) Um, and then I posted another video and then another video and it just started getting more and more people. I think ultimately why it blew up is because it's a very untapped market for 20 year olds 30 yeah. year olds like not a lot of people know about antiquing and right. here I am showing all these kind of hole-in-the-wall spots that people never knew about and that's kind of how it ended up blowing up
0: right right and like you, first of all like I, I remember watching that first TikTok I think too and like we've had Boston content creators on and like I think there is this untapped potential right now here mm-hmm. whether it is antiquing whether it is con- like comedy content whether it is like making fun of people in Southie Like, it's just not as oversaturated, I'll say, yet. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, like, I think to your point, you were a little, for all intents and purposes, like, late to the TikTok game. Like, it wasn't March of 2020 when we were all, like, you know, quarantined. But I think the uniqueness of that content that you were creating, it was not really anything that anyone had seen on TikTok. And I do think, like, that Boston charm, there's something about this, like, New England charm (laughs) on TikTok right now. It's kind of makes like these, these Boston creators kind of like blow up and I love it.
1: Yeah, it's been fun. And then, I mean, the whole reason why I then started traveling all over Massachusetts for it was because I was getting these comments from the owners of these stores. And they were like, we've had the most people come through our doors in the past two days, than like over the past 20 years, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was, just made me feel so good. I'm like, okay, during this time where people are struggling so big. Like this is what I can do to kind of help and and make a difference um, amongst all these small business owners. So then I kind of like took it upon myself and I was like, all right, like we're going to promote all these small businesses. Like let's go. Yeah, Um, And it was great. And I've just like the antiquing industry, I'm like the youngest one basically in it. Like I am the youngest person in any store for the most part. Um, You'll get a younger crowd, like with vintage clothes, like that side. But when it comes to like furniture and, and kind of houseware items, like that is my bread and butter. but there are these people who are like 70, 60, 50, like older. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're the kindest people I've, I've ever met. Like, aren't they all? (laughs) Yeah. Like the industry is just so welcoming. Like that's probably my favorite part about like all this blowing up is I've just met so many amazing people from it.
0: Do you show them your videos? Like when you're meeting these people, And (laughs) they're like, I would never, I could never, you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so, I will take my mom antiquing with me. Like if she's around, I'll be like, Hey, I'm going to this store. Do you want to, not a big fan
0: of the camera? I've found out.
1: Yes. She's not. (laughs) And she says she's not, but like low-key, low-key. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) which I definitely will get a text after this, but she, um, she'd go in the stores with me and and, like, I kept a very like low profile. Like I didn't say anything like this was more in the beginning, but my mom would then be like, Oh, do you know Bisque Bro? And like I'd be like, Mom, shut up. And she'd be like, She's a content creator. And like she'd say like blogger, because not a lot of them knew what TikTok right, was. Right. right. That's the so like she's like my hype woman. But then what was great about her was she'd then get me these like unreal deals because I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do like a video on your place. And i would be like, Oh, we'll give you like thirty percent off of that. And oh I was like, heck yeah, great. I was like, Thanks, mom, but now um, I've had a lot of stores reach out to me, wanting me to come visit them. So now they kind of know that I'm, I'm coming,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but in the beginning, no, my mom was more of my, my hype woman. She kind of introduced me to a lot of the people.
0: And that's good because as a fellow content creator and like wanting to work with brands, the self-promotion is like one of the hardest things to do. Oh, like, yeah, I hate and it. as I'm a like- salesperson, <laughs> like we we both have sales backgrounds. Like I hate talking about myself.
1: Oh, yeah. Or like
0: asking people to be like, 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 me, <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah.
0: It's, it's hard. Like, it's, it's weird. It's very, very weird. weird. <laughs> and like kind of going off of your point, like as you know, antiquing is definitely not something 20 something year olds, 30 something year olds are like well-versed in. So I guess like w- without giving away too much of your secrets for someone that is listening to this and maybe getting interested in doing something like antiquing, what's the first thing to look for when going to these types of markets?
1: Yeah, I have a couple things. I think one of the first things is know what you're looking for. Um, These stores and in the markets that you go to, they can be super overwhelming. Like it is a treasure hunt. Some of these stores that you walk into, there is just shit literally everything. and you're like what like what am I looking for right um and so I for most of the time like go into these stores knowing like all right I am looking for a vintage map I am looking for a rug I'm looking for a cloth like mm-hmm. I usually have an idea as to what I'm looking for um and so that is my number one piece of advice because you can get so overwhelmed and then you're just buying a bunch of junk that you're like I don't even know what I'm going to do with this right Um, always good to have cash on you. A lot of the vendors prefer cash over credit and they can give you a better deal if it's cash. Mm -hmm. So that's always a a little tip and trick. Um,
0: no one carries cash anymore too, though. That's, I
1: know, I know. And I'm I'm betting
0: money. I'm not a big antiquer, but I'm betting money. They're not a big Venmo person.
1: No, no, actually that's the funny thing is a lot of them do Venmo now. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're getting
0: with the times.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, and then my third thing too, is if you're buying furniture, figure out your dimensions beforehand when you're figuring that out. Like you will buy, there's sometimes where like, I'll buy something. I'm like, no, I'm buying this. Like it'll look good. And then I'm like, this is not going to fit in my place at all whatsoever. Right. Um, so have a, be prepared when you're going into these stores, if you're looking for a specific item, if you're not just enjoy, take it slow. Don't just do a loop and then leave. Like sometimes I literally do like five laps at a store because I totally miss something because there's mm-hmm. just so much going on mm-hmm. yeah
0: like going off of your first point like like I've seen some of the videos that you have like there can be five stories of stuff there can be you know like it can be a really crammed space and you might miss something the first time around but like for someone that has never walked in and in, into an antique store you might walk in and be like this is all just I mean correct me mm, you know, like yeah. little, you know pardon the phrase but this is garbage like this is yeah. not you know, this is not premium, like whatever. But like, how do you kind of like get over that initial, like it might be a little dusty or it might be 300 years old, you know? Like how do you get over that when you're starting to do this type of uh, antiquing?
1: I think antiquing is a very niche market. Um, I think you, a lot of the times have to kind of have an eye for it. Um, And I think it's finding those things that have a lot of character to them. And you can always, like I restore a lot. Like I have these unbelievable chairs that I got that are from like 60s. Like, they're gunlock chairs. And they were absolute like shambles when I bought them. Yeah. Basically, my mom and I ended up like restoring them and um, really like restaining them and they look basically good as new. And that's something I had no idea how to do. My mom like kind of knew, but it's also just like asking the vendors and saying, like, hey, like if I want to restore this, like, what do you think is the best way for me to do this? And they, this is like their life. They know right. how to do everything. So um, I think it's just asking questions. Like, I mean, there is a lot of junk in antique stores a sure. lot of the times, like you definitely can come across some stores like that, but then you can come across some beautiful ones where you're finding high quality products that have been restored, that look like good as new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about just kind of being patient and, and knowing kind of what to look for.
0: Okay. And then you brought up the fact that like the biggest, the biggest thing to have in mind is like, l- uh, know what you're looking for. Yeah. But I have to think there could be days where you walk into an antique store and not and be like, OK, I don't this wasn't on my list, but this is just speaking to me. So oh. I guess like my question here would be, what's like, do you have a like a number one time where something that like, is like, I mean, it was like a peacock was standing right in front of you that you were like, <laughs> I have to have this thing.
1: Well, uh, well, we'll get into the I have, I have some weird things in my body okay. right now that aren't for me. They're for another project that I'm helping with. But it basically, if you go into one of my rooms here, I look like I have a zoo in there. But we'll, we'll talk about that later.
0: I no, saw I saw like the 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 pheasants and you're like don't yeah. don't judge me. This is not for me. It's for something not else. Not
1: for me. That's that is a, a later story that we can touch on. Yes. Um but a lot of times what you'll see with Antiguas is they're collectors. Like they love collecting certain things. So like my mom collected bees like like the letter B like as you okay. can see behind me. I yep. have the ERB behind me. Like I got that from her. Okay. Um, which are my initials but yeah.
0: <laughs> like
1: so she collected bees and she collected mirrors and she collected like these black trays and like they'd be hung like my house did not look like a normal house growing I'm
0: house. starting to figure that out there
1: were like <laughs> weird things that like people would be like wait that's really cool but like no one else's mom had that like we had like a mirror wall that was like six feet long with just covered in mirrors and like oh my
0: gosh I just like, thought what's it was that normal. what's that TikTok sound and it's like it's like um everyone in their house has that one thing that yeah, I, yeah, yeah like this like, is so, you <laughs>
1: this is perfect yeah, this for is you me. and so my mom was like a big collector of things mm-hmm. and so I got that from her and like now like when moving into this new place like I realized like gold mirrors hello like you see right behind me like gold mirrors are my thing like every room in my house has a gold mirror at least one gold mirror in it like it's a weird obsession that I have and that's like Mm -hmm. what like anytime I go into an antique store like I immediately look and like oh there's a gold mirror I like that one I like Mm -hmm. this one and um and then my other thing which kind of like was like the joke in the beginning of all my tiktoks when it first started blowing up was like I love wooden bowls
0: yeah I saw that yeah so
1: like to the left of me over here like I have all my wooden bowls like stacked up like kind of just as like show but those are like my two things that I always look for um so every antiquer kind of has their thing but me it's gold mirrors and wooden bowls and charcuterie boards because I just love charcuterie boards
0: and you live in Boston and that's like and I live in Boston. Boston things you just said <laughs> yeah have you been to um just to kind of change the subject to Boston um cured I think it's is a new it.
1: place in Beacon Hill.
0: Yeah. Have you been yet?
1: No, I haven't.
0: Okay. I saw it on TikTok, and I don't know what content creator did it. Um, but it, oh, like, yeah, I saw
1: that video.
0: Yeah. You can like custom make charcuterie boards. And I was talking to my girlfriend and I was like, we can do this for date night, but no chance. And we, are we doing two boards? Like I, like, I can't do that.
1: <laughs> well, it's so funny. Cause I was like, I am very proud of my charcuterie boards. Like, I have a cheese guy in the North End. Like, my friends make fun of me. He's like a hole <laughs> in the wall guy. i like, my family loves cheese. And okay, like, my mom and I's cheese guy.
0: You have a, gets, that's the biggest flex anyone's ever Oh, made. I know. But I have a like, cheese guy in the North End. I have end. a cheese
1: guy. Like, I do. If, and he the gets the next we go got
0: a pasta guy in the North End, be like <laughs> the, the mayor of Boston.
1: Oh, yeah. But I, I take very, like, a lot of pride in my charcuterie boards. And so yeah. I'm kind of like, do I want to go to? am like, I don't know if it'll be as good as my charcuterie boards, but I do. I have to go. Like,
0: you I have to, have I, to check. I, yeah, it's if anything for the experience, because exactly. I've never seen a charcuterie version of Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I bet I just got blacklisted from that restaurant for calling them that. But <laughs> that's too
1: funny. But,
0: but yeah, like um, there'll be nights where like my girlfriend, Eve and I will literally like we'll be like okay you want to do this for dinner and oh you want to start with a charcuterie board and then we end up just eating the charcuterie board for dinner and being way oh. too full to eat dinner that's all that eat, happens like probably yeah. two to three times a month
1: i can eat an entire wheel of brie no questions oh, asked
0: oh i love brie are you like <laughs> I, I like we're getting so off topic but i don't really care like the the fig jam with brie there's literally nothing better
1: yeah no that's that is a good i'm a like well I studied abroad in Italy when I was in college so okay. I just have it's all coming together college. while
0: you have a cheese guy you yeah. probably brought him here from Italy okay <laughs> it's making more <laughs> sense no?
1: yes basically yeah
0: right okay no okay
1: <laughs> so totally all right decaying, um,
0: yeah I love it <laughs> <laughs> um when when like his like the, the average person right like doesn't know anything about antiquing what should they know I think like what what's like one thing they need to learn right away the one thing that i've learned is how much money you can save right like for example from your gold mirror example like those on wayfair or ikea i don't know if ikea has gold mirrors maybe they do no anthropology and oh anything a candle at anthropology is a thousand dollars so let's be honest (laughs) i love anthropology don't get me wrong great stuff great stuff for the home just a little out of my price range but or like Like, so for me, when I saw your videos, I was like, holy cow, like you could save so much money and especially as a young professional, like. I think we should be doing this more. Yeah. So like, wh- how do we get more, I guess, 20, 20 to 30 year olds on this type of train to get antiquing? Like, what do we need to tell them that they need to start doing?
1: Yeah, no, I, I think it's just really educating yourself and being open to it. Don't don't be intimidated by it. Like if you're the youngest person in there, you're the youngest person in there. The mm. people there are so kind. They love bringing in new business. They love educating people on their craft. So if you're saying like, go up to them and say, hey, I'm I'm looking for um, a couple bar stools for like my Mm islands. What do you have for me? Like they will take you through the store and show you all of the different products that they have, where it came from, like all of that. They love, this is their passion. So like, don't be intimidated if you walk in and you're like, Oh my gosh, they totally know. I'm not like an antique or like, (laughs) it's all about just kind of like keeping an open mind perusing. Um, and honestly just being nice to the people there. Like I mean, mass holes. We talk about all that. I was listening to like your last podcast. And we were talking about all that, but it's just like, just be nice. Like yeah. keep an open mind come in with knowing what you want, bring some cash. Um, and, and you'll be good to go. And And just like, you'll be surprised how many antique stores are around you. So like, I was shocked.
0: I was shocked how many are just in, even like even in the, like the direct Boston area. Cause I know you do a lot of in like the North shore area too, but like just here yeah. in, like Cambridge or, or the, like back Bay or the South end or um, like Beacon Hill, like there's, there's still some good spots.
1: Definitely. You get a better deal. Like this is just for the Boston listeners. You definitely get a better deal more in the suburbs um, just because yeah. they're not the Boston prices mm. it can be a little bit they have pay rent in, in Boston.
0: So I get it.
1: Yeah. Oh, I 1000% get yeah. it. Um, But if you go to more of those like hole in the wall, like suburban antique stores, that's where you're going to find the good deals. Um, I'm also going to Brimfield Fair, which is like America's oldest antique fair um, on Thursday. It happens like a couple times during the year. Mm -hmm. And that's like vendors from all over the country come. So it's going to be fun. So I'm, I'm hoping to find some good deals there too.
0: There we go. And we're going to get to some uh, outside of New England uh, ideas for your antiquing in a second. Um, yeah. All right. So I want to talk really quickly about refurbishing because a big part of antiquing would be like ref- refurbishing different finds and stuff. I know a lot of your content right now has to do with like decorating your Southie uh, new place. But when it comes to refurbishing and maybe even like reselling, are there any like things that you look for that you're like I like I know this is undervalued or I know that I can flip this and get a much better return on investment or what have you like is that part of the antiquing strategy or more so just like uh just refurbishing it for the actual like product itself
1: yeah um so refurbishing I've done a couple um items I did those two gun lock chairs Mm -hmm. that I, I did a video on back. It was like probably March or April. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't refurbish too much. Um, it's hard doing in a 600 square foot apartment. I can I imagine. My, uh, I think my neighbors would get a little PO'd at me if it started smelling like just all these like fumes and uh, like, like you're building no
0: Ark in your South. Yeah. <laughs> it gets
1: pretty smelly when you start doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like the chairs that I did, like, I did not have any experience doing that. Like, I'm not going to sit on here and act like I'm a pro to when it comes to like refurbishing.
0: Well, there goes your Um, HPV contract.
1: Yeah. But But really like, honest to God, like you can learn anything through YouTube. That's Mm -hmm. what I did. I was like, okay, how do I take the original stain off of these chairs? What products do I need to buy? And then how do I restain it? Mm -hmm. um and so it's all honestly just kind of like self-taught and then also like my mom she helped me with it big time because I did the restaining at their home um down the cape since they Mm -hmm. have a basement and like my mom kind of has all the products so it was a team effort there um but really the beauty of YouTube is is you can learn anything from there um I like painted I had an old desk um that my great uncle built um but it was kind of like outdated looking and I wanted to paint it and, and update it and, and make it look a little bit more modern for my place. Yeah. And so I just bought some chalk paint, just got a paintbrush and was like, all right, let's see how this goes. It's kind of sometimes just trial and error. That's really right. how I think you learn.
0: Right. Especially if you got the desk for 15, 20, I don't know the prices, but like 15, 20 was bucks. In or... My
1: parents' basement not being used. And I was right. Like, exactly.
0: There? So like what, what's the, like, like it's not like what's the worst can happen, right? It's just, it's just a paint job at this point. Yeah,
1: honestly. And that's a lot of, of, this industry when it comes to like refurbishing is just trial and error, what works, what doesn't work. And you kind of learn from your mistakes.
0: Exactly. I love it. So, uh, we, we, we've hinted at it and I want to maybe even talk a little bit about it. Now your work and your content has led to some amazing opportunities. We've talked about you being able to meet some amazing people, go to these incredible antique, uh, antique markets and even help some incredible small businesses during this sort of rebuilding phase that we're in. And now you're actually helping design a local bar that's reopening in Southeast soon. So I wanted to see if you could tell us a little bit about that and maybe what the plan is, but not giving away too, too much.
1: Yes, I can't give away too much. I can't tell what spot it is right, right. now, just because it'll be opening up soon. So don't okay. worry. Um, yeah. But basically, so I, I hosted Lincoln part time and I've been there since fall of, of 2020. That was like I was so bored during COVID. Like mm-hmm. I needed something to do. So I was like, I'm gonna start working at Lincoln. Um, and when January came around, when my TikTok started happening, like people at work started seeing them. And so like a couple of the servers came up to me and they're like, Are you on TikTok? Like, what are you doing? And then like, and I'm like so embarrassed. I'm like, yeah, I am, like, I didn't want to talk about it. And
0: yeah,
1: um, then word started spreading and and one of the head chefs saw my tiktok um and he showed it to the general manager of lincoln who was opening up this new um restaurant he's the gm of lincoln and capo and we're pals and he was like hey um i have this designer who she's designed loco she's uh, designed lincoln she's designed um all of those restaurants Mm -hmm. and he was like she's helping with this new restaurant i would love for you to help her out and Mm -hmm. Um, see like what she needs. Like, I think you could bring in some great products and I'd love for you to get involved. And like, that's just how the the Lincoln family kind of is, is everyone just supports themselves and their passions. Um, So I was like, first off, I was so grateful. I was like, I can't believe you trust me to do this, but like, hell yes, I'm going to help out with this. Um, And so Erica Diskin is the um, designer. She's assembly design co uh, or assembly design company. And she's unreal. Like I fangirled over her before I even started working at Lincoln, just from the design. Cause I have that design side. Yeah, right. I've been following her for like two years. And when he said that, I was like, yes, like I will help her out, like whatever you need me to do. And so basically how it happened is she would send me a list of all these things that she's looking for, whether in this restaurant's going to be pretty funky. And like, she was like, I would need a deer head. I need like taxidermy. I need like hunter and gatherer stuff. Like camping Uh stuff like kind of all these weird things and so it made it so fun for me because i was like this is a treasure hunt like i already had my place pretty much decorated i was kind of buying for people on the side like they would send me what they're looking for and i'd do that but this was like all right like this is going to be a challenge and like she's so successful i was like i want to help her out and like i want to do well so basically i've been working with her since like uh probably april may Mm -hmm. um and I basically have now a zoo in my room over here of like, I have a deer taxidermy, three pheasants, Peter, Piper, and Philip are their names. Oh, Clyde I love it. I knew years.
0: you'd name something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. They all have names. I'm like, when you walk into that bar, I'm like, if someone does not automatically go, that's Clyde and that's Peter, Piper, and Philip, I'll be right. Um, but I've been finding all these products mm-hmm. for her, and it's just been so much fun. And she's been awesome to work with. Learned a ton from her. And, um, and so hopefully, there's still like construction going on. So we right. can't really decorate yet. But, um but hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, we'll get there. So I'm going to be um, hopefully my I mean, I'd love to work, like with her part time for now, just with dell and everything right. um but I would, i'd love to just keep working with her she's awesome yeah and like i think been, like,
0: i want to say this like to your point earlier about like when your friends find out your tiktok or your coworkers or mm-hmm. like and, and like this happened to me too like when i started this i i like told everyone like hey i'm starting a podcast and they like got some traction on instagram and people yeah. were like oh like i'm so happy for you like oh this would be awesome and then like people who actually started listening they're like oh like didn't know you got so-and-so on and like yeah like i was a little bit embarrassed And I, and like, I I still sometimes (laughs) am when like people come up to me at Cisco and they're like, like, I've seen your pod. I'm like, whoa, like, but it's like, to your point and like what you're doing now, the opportunities that come that you didn't expect would come with this type of platform that you've created. That's what's the best part. And so I applaud you and like, kind of even like stepping out of your comfort zone and being like it's more than just the 60 second TikToks that I make about this next antique market, you know, in, in the North shore. Like I'm actually taking these talents and now I'll be able to say, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the line. Like I helped design that, that great bar in South, you know? So like, I think it's awesome. You're doing awesome. And like, I guess, you know, like, I mean, keep it up, like, and like see what's (laughs) next, I guess, you know what I mean? Like you never know what the next door is going to be.
1: Yeah. We'll see. It's going to be, um, lot of like future plans I mean my god if you talk to my dad he's like we need to monetize this and I'm like oh I know know." and I was like I'm working on it like I know see um but I think what I'm I'm really excited about is um with my job at Dell I'm a campus recruiter so I travel all over the country I go to Kansas State I go to Ohio University um California State Chico Florida State Mm -hmm. like it's a blast. I love it. Um, And I get to go to all these new places that I've never been before. And so I haven't been able to do that because of COVID. That's kind of why I picked up this TikTok. Right. Um, But now that in the fall, I'll most likely be back on the road. And so I want to take these TikToks like cross country. So I'm like, I want to go to Kansas. I want to go to where the best antique stores in Ohio. Like obviously when I I have my job done and I've recruited my students and I got a couple hours to kill before I get on a flight, but Um, but that's like really what I'm excited for this fall is I think it's going to be really fun to take this cross country and kind of build my my following not only in the New England area, but in the Midwest in the West Coast,
0: right? Do you have like going off that? Do you have like a state that you've heard of or that's on your list that you know, as like really is known for their antiques?
1: So that's the thing. And that's the beauty of my followers is I ask them like, Mm. I know all the local spots around here. around Boston but I have no idea what the heck is out in and and out in Kansas and I think they're gonna have some pretty awesome stuff um a lot different than what's here in New England so that's just really that's where I kind of lean on my followers and I make a video and I say hey I'm I'm traveling to Kansas next week like where do you think I should go Mm -hmm. and then they'll get me connected with the vendor that they know out in Kansas and then I end up meeting this amazing person and building this friendship with them and now working with them for the next however many years
0: right Right. And so what, okay. What about globally? Do you, is there like, if we, if we take this, uh, you know, cross, cross continents, what's like, is there, is there a global presence in antiquing or like, do you know of anything? Like, I feel like this is me being very naive, but I feel like countries like Ireland or England are like, yeah, very, like, have say. a lot of antiquing.
1: Yeah. My, my brother's girlfriend, she's from England and she has family all out there. Like she's like born and raised out there. So I'm like, maybe I'll convince her like, well, hey, let's go back to like your hometown in in England and let's hit up some antique shops. Maybe she'll, uh, maybe she'll introduce me to a few vendors.
0: I love that. I love that. All right. So where do you see this antiquing and content that you've created? And like, I mean, it's obviously taking you to new uh, opportunities and new kind of ventures, but where do you see this hat, like taking you maybe in the next four or five years? Is this something that you could see you doing like full time, like as a consultant, as like, like, what's the, do you have an end goal here?
1: Yeah. Good question. That's, um, that's been kind of the, the hot question. I feel like language. your dad what? here, like I'm like <laughs> telling
0: you, you have to monetize it.
1: <laughs> no, no. I, um, I mean, if I could wake up every day and, and doing something that I'm, I'm passionate about, then like, hell yes, of course I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just a lot of different routes that I can take and kind of what I've been dabbling in over the past few months is I really loved kind of the buyer side of things. So having people say like, I'm looking for this, this, and that, and, and going out and finding that for them. I've also been helping a few of my friends decorate their apartments, helping them with the layout, showing them out. Oh, I don't think you should put your couch there. Let's angle <laughs> it this way. Let's put your TV there. Things like that. Um, that's really what I've enjoyed um, as of lately is, is more the consultant buyer side of things. So I think for right now, that's where I, I want to take my talents. Um, my like ultimate goal is I would love to just like resell out of my apartment or out of my place and just um, kind of build my business there Mm -hmm. just because I I do I have a certain style and I think I have a good following but hard to do that in an apartment where you don't have a lot of room Um, so we'll see that's kind of something that I've been thinking about more and more but right now we're more on the consultant buyer side of things
0: I love that I love that and just like like when you were telling the story of your dad like saying this is something we have to monetize and stuff like yeah. it just brought me back to like when I landed my first um like paid brand deal on this show it was mm. with Manscaped yeah and the obviously very popular brand and I know you know what they do and yeah, but, yeah. Like, my dad was like okay I listened to that first ad read and I'm appalled. and I was like <laughs> listen dad it sells <laughs> they do like their marketing is genius yes. and i don't know like it's just like and like i mean you your mom's been antiquing with you so she knows your industry my dad has not been podcasting so he doesn't oh. like i part of the time still don't think he actually listens yeah i don't know if he knows how to
1: Okay, I try uh, <laughs> try talking to my parents about tick my mom's like so this for you page, like some pretty interesting videos that pop. <laughs>
0: oh my <laughs> like, god! So your mom's on TikTok then, right? Well, yeah. Watch so your they're video. my
1: biggest, they're my biggest fans. Like they're right. always commenting and liking and right. like all that, sharing my like articles, videos. You gotta all tell them. her just
0: stay off the for you page. Though.
1: Literally, I'm like, don't look at the for you page, just mom. And like, I'll be listening, or I'll be like at their place, and I, she's sitting on the couch, and I hear like all the little TikTok sounds, right. like whatever trending song is like happening right now. And I'm like, mom, get off TikTok. And she's like, no, I like it. <laughs>
0: I yeah, I don't like like, you're
1: 62. You don't need to be on TikTok.
0: Yeah. My parent like when my parents made an Instagram like four or five years ago, I was like, oh brother. Yeah. And now like I know they're gonna I know they're gonna stay off TikTok. I, that's like part of like 10% of the reason why I keep the podcast off TikTok is because I don't <laughs> want my parents downloading it. Oh
1: yeah. Oh no. Uh, my parents it. are very with it in that way. And they're like all about TikTok. Now, hey,
0: so. more power to them, I guess, you know, once I love they start that.
1: making videos, that's when I'll be like, all right, time for you guys to get. Watch, off. but they're no, going to no blow the up.
0: They're going to blow up. Like they're going to, like, <laughs> and then you're going to be upset that they have more followers than you.
1: <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Exactly.
0: I love that. Okay. So I promise you, I would bring up it later and you've, you've kind of brought it up too. Uh, as, as a hostess at Boston, one of Boston's uh, biggest bars, most popular bars at Lincoln. Um, I want to maybe just ask one question about this. Yeah. Do you have like one crazy story that you tell at all the pregames, at all the parties that at your time at Lincoln?
1: I, I really don't. Like I- I don't believe I work,
0: you. I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> I work majority like weekday nights. Um, I don't work a lot of the weekends. So I mm. don't see like the really like, crazy crazy right um that's there i there was one time god i hope i don't get like fired for sharing this story but i won't um but there was like a girl that was like passed out in a bathroom uh-huh. um friends were all wasted i was actually the one that let them in and i definitely should not have let them in but i told them i was like you need to act sober right now because you guys are a mess and they're like no we will and i'm like okay brought them to their table this is like 10 o'clock on like a thursday right uh, and and they ended up like we they were highly intoxicated in the bathroom and one of the bouncers saw him was like you guys gotta leave and this girl was and like the bouncer is like the nicest guy in the entire world and the girl was like shining her flashlight in the bouncer's face I think she was taking a video of him and like he didn't touch her or anything and she's like like basically like trying to get him like viral on TikTok for like whatever right and um and like we're like basically like trying to push them out like get them out and they're just like screaming making like it was dead silent in Lincoln like everyone was just like looking like what oh. is going on oh. and and this was like before everything opened up too so it's like you're making a scene like pre or like during COVID basically right right and um and then like the bouncer like brought them out and everything like it took like twenty minutes to get them out of the restaurant and then the girl and like we had to lock the doors because the girls were like shaking the doors like try like banging on the windows like as they were walking out like just tapped that was probably the craziest thing I've seen I mean I've like I've seen fights and stuff like that but usually it's just like two guys and you carry one of them out and you push them out and they're fine but those two girls were like nuts
0: oh my gosh that's crazy and like can you imagine like waiting for your reservation like you're the next table and you're like oh
1: I mean like I love a good Thursday night too but I'm also like this isn't even like a Saturday or like like you've been like drinking all day like this is a Thursday at like 10.
0: Right, right, and like trying also like speaking of which, like just if we're gonna keep with the Southie theme, like trying to explain to people outside of Boston, like the Southie Sunday brunches, it's oh, it's tough because they're like, yeah, oh, so it's you a have different
1: a world out here.
0: Oh, so you have a problem?
1: Like, like <laughs> it's literally. <laughs> well, it's so funny because I so I went to school in Philly, and right. the majority of my friends are from Jersey, Philly, New York, and they visited like pre-COVID. And I was trying to explain to them like espresso martinis, like that's like a thing. Like everyone has espresso martinis for like brunch, and right. like, you ha- like you have any time, There's always time for espresso martinis. Agreed. And <laughs> and they were like, I don't get it. Like like, I don't understand why does everyone order espresso martinis? I was like, just order one, and like you'll understand. And like I literally have this video of one of my girlfriends taking a sip of the espresso martini. And you remember the like viral TikTok the kombucha girl who like yeah like, yeah yeah this, yeah,
0: she's, yeah, she's, yeah, like, yeah yeah
1: and yeah 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 like yeah, wait, yeah. I like this.
0: Like same exact reaction from her. Oh my gosh! Okay, think, I think you might need some new friends because if they don't know what espresso martinis are,
1: I, they're like Philly, like they like they're like Yinglings, they're like Rolling Rocks. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, like I mean, I'm an Eagles fan, so go Birds. But are you? Oh. I, okay, okay. Strictly Eagles. God bless. Strictly Eagles. Everything else, and I grew up in California, so it literally makes no sense. But strictly Eagles, I won't root for the Pats. I've because I've lived in Boston long enough. I actually like the Red Sox and the Celtics. And mm-hmm. the Bruins, but I just can't do the Pats. And now that Brady's off, like even more so. Like, won't, won't yeah. It. Like just... respect the guy now. Hated him when he was a pe- Patriot. Yeah, i Yeah, there understandable.
1: You go. <laughs> I've been dealing with Patriots hate for four yeah. years living in Philly, so I, I got it.
0: Oh, and and being I bet like being a because you graduated in 2019, right? So like being no, I was 2018. Oh, 2018. Oh, yeah. So you, okay, so I bet you had a wonderful senior year.
1: Oh no no. So when did was that senior year when they won?
0: Yeah, because I was a junior.
1: Okay, yes. So yeah. it was awful. Like I was trash talking. I was so obnoxious. Like I was trash talking oh, yeah. all the I mean, you were gonna early. beat
0: Nick Foles. You had to. Oh. It's just a backup quarterback.
1: <laughs> I left that. So I was at a Super Bowl party in Philly in Maniunk, like about as Philly as you can get. Right. And I left halfway through. I was like, I can't, I can't be at this party. Like it was halftime and we were losing. Went to my aunt and uncle live in Philly. They're from boston you Went to their house got it yeah (laughs) (laughs) went to their house watched the game at their place my like eight-year-old cousin was like crying on like my uncle's lap like because we were losing i'm sitting there just like literally head in my hands like this is awful and i'm gonna gonna have the worst
0: rest of the spring semester ever
1: i was so salty it was so (sighs) bad
0: I love that. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, so back back we'll go back to some Boston topic here. Um, we had Kevin Cooney on the show a while back, and we've had Connor Coyne on the show too. Yeah, more so for Kevin here. Uh, he's another Boston content creator, and he now has a merch line that says "You won't find love in Southie." Literally, right on the right on the shirts and right on the sweatshirts. And I think it's "You won't find love in Southie." Basically, love the North End. Um, so. <laughs> do you agree with that take and like I guess I have a follow-up to that uh just around the southeast stigma but like what's your what's your take on if you can find love in in the capo basement
1: (laughs) oh boy that is a hot question um definitely don't think you can find love in (laughs) no shot like no I think maybe you could find love in the starbucks line on like a sunday morning uh, on a Sunday
0: morning when everyone's hung over find
1: love at, at gate of heaven um, which is like I live right across from gate of heaven church like maybe at Sunday mass like you might find a nice guy there nice gal um but Capo basement Lincoln that baby might be able to find love but uh those main ones no shot no okay. shot
0: <laughs> I love that so like like follow up to that like is the like seeing the Southie crowd firsthand and at its finest I, as I, I know you have like do you think the Southie stigma is warranted or overrated?
1: No, I think it's a good energy. I mean, like, I am i call myself like a Southie rat because I love right. it here. Like, I've been here since I was like 22. I mean, I'm right. 25 now. My Both my brothers lived in Southie, who were way older than me. So I've, I've been around it for like a while. Um, and I just think, I mean, yeah, like, I guess you could say it's overrated coming to visit and all of that. But like, I don't know. I think it's an unreal community. You have people who are like Southie townies who have been here since what the like fifties, sixties, raising their families.
0: Right. And now they're pissed that we're building skyscrapers there. Yeah.
1: I mean, that right. gets a little, the Southie bulletin Facebook group is like my main form of entertainment. If you're not part of it, join it. I think
0: I'm going to have to finagle. My you way. have to join they're it. They're going to um, ask me like, well, what street do you live on? And i be like, "Ah." Oh.
1: <laughs> it's, it's interesting. But, um, but I think it's, you get such a mix of people and, you get the older crowds, you get the families, but then you also have the 20 something year olds. Like, I just think it—it it is such a community of, of different people. I mean, on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it is a little crazy, I think, and it can get frustrating. Um, but come on like a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, I love it here. Like you go to the parks, you go to M Street Beach, you go on walks, like, I don't know, I'm a big like saying hi to people on the sidewalks and being yeah. like, how's your day going? And like, no matter what the age is, like, people are always like, how you doing? Like, have a good day. Like, you, I think it's a good community here. Like, I feel safe here. I love it here. No plans of leaving anytime soon.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, Ellie, this has been an absolute blast. I appreciate you coming on. I do have one final question for you. And I know okay. you've listened to the show, so maybe you remember the last question. Um, I know you're, you're still very young and you still have a lot to do, but if you were to write your autobiography today, what would be the title of it and why? Oh, God.
1: Oh okay you want to know what it would be yes it would be believing in bisco which bisco is my actual last name but you would spell believing b-e-l-l-i-e-v-i-n-g because ellie
0: oh
1: i love that and that, that is play on my, words. that was my seventh grade student council um like like lingo or like whatever when i was running for president did you win no <sighs>
0: That was so good, though. You, you I got t- on the board. Don't this worry, was your one it. opportunity to lie. and But maybe all of your seventh grade pals would have been like, uh, you didn't win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that's maybe, I don't know why, but that just, I haven't thought of that in ages. But that was like the first thing that came to mind. I think it would be that.
0: That's awesome. I love that.
1: You like it? I don't know. I, I think I kind of like it.
0: Well, you, you, I mean, you, that was a great answer. You were. you or sh- believe
1: in Bisco. No, know, you, know, you do believe in Bisco.
0: Well, it would be yeah. one of those. You could say I'm actively believing while I'm reading it. You know, I'm yo. Or you believe? I don't believe
1: in me to decorate your home beautifully.
0: Or believe that I'm gonna get that HGTV contract. There we go. We'll see. Boom, boom. I love this. All right, Ellie. I really appreciate the time. And as always, like keep doing you. You're doing incredible things. I can't wait to see what's next. I can't wait to see this bar that we shall keep nameless for now. Um, And like I said, we'll we'll definitely keep in touch. And I really appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. It was
0: awesome. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye now. So a big thank you to Ellie Bisco for coming on this week's show, sharing more about her content creation, her passion for antiquing. And I'm really, really excited to see what's next for Ellie. I'm super excited to see this new Boston bar out in Southie that she's helping design I know this is we're very much just scratching the surface with what Ellie has in store for us, so super thankful for her to have her on the show. Be sure to go check her out on Instagram. Uh, I'll leave links to all things Ellie in the description of this week's podcast. As always, guys, I'm so thankful for all the listeners here of this show. I can't believe we're coming up on one full year of this podcast, Um, and pretty much we only missed one week, and that was due to my poor technical difficulties, but... New episodes every single week, incredible new guests, incredible new stories, and it's all thanks to you guys for continuing to show your support for this show. If you like the interviews and you want to see some snippets from my favorite parts of them, be sure to go follow us on Instagram at normalguylazyeye, where you can see all the different clips from your favorite episodes. That does it for us, another week in the books, another great episode, and I will see you all next Wednesday.